0: Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host Urban Lee. Each week you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee.
1: Good evening. Glad you're here tonight. Remember, you can get the book at FrombeertotheBible dot com. That's from We Want to get right into it tonight because we've got some very special guests from the place that helped me get sober. Valley Hope. I first want to anchor us in scripture and we're gonna read Second Timothy one seven. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self control. I love that scripture because it talks about the things that I needed when I went to rehab power, love, and self control. As I always do, I want to start us with a prayer. Lord Father God, we thank you for your goodness for your grace, for your mercy. We thank you for places like Valley Hope where we can go and we can discover that we have love, faith, and hope in Christ Jesus. Bless Amy, Valley Hope. Bless Jacqueline in Valley Hope. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to introduce our very special guest today, Amy and Jacqueline of Valley Hope. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Well, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. And full disclosure, for those of you who don't know, Valley Hope is the rehab that I went to to get sober and to recover. And Amy was there. So Amy can tell you uh, how I came in and how I went out. So uh, (laughs) welcome, Amy. And then Jacqueline, I just met, but she is such an inspiration and such a woman of God. So I would like each of you to introduce yourself and just tell us what you do at Valley Hope.
2: Well, um, my name is Amy Prentice, and I am the clinical program director at Valley Hope.
1: Welcome, Amy. And I just want to give you guys a little bit of insight into Amy. I was thinking about my time in rehab, and I was trying to really come up with some words to describe what she meant to me when I was in rehab. And I, I would say she was Hope. She was kind of like everybody's encourager and everybody's mom. And she was always there with a smile and encouragement when I needed it. So I wanted to, to say thank you for that. And I, I always remember you and I pray for you because I have seen you in action. And many times people think that just because you aren't on television or you don't get publicity for what you do, that no one sees it and appreciates it. First of all, our father in heaven sees it and he appreciates it. And then you impact those lives that go on to impact other lives. And that is what you have done in and through me, because we would not have the show from beer to the Bible had you not been a part of the Lord helping me recover.
3: So thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. Hi, my name is Jacqueline Mayfield, and I am the executive director um, at Valley Hope. I have been there about two years. I started there as the business manager and have just most recently been promoted to the executive director. Um, And I find myself um, in a position that I truly feel I've been called to uh, by God, by the Lord.
1: That is so awesome. And I just recently met Jacqueline, but I'm always impressed when I meet someone And before we get ready to end the meeting, they say, let me pray for you. And my first meeting with Jacqueline, that's what she did at the end of the meeting. And I knew uh, not only just seeing scriptures in her office, but I saw the application of the word of God by her praying for me before I got ready to leave. So welcome, Jacqueline, and thank you for that. And congratulations on your new role at Valley Hope. So I want each of you to share with our listeners your personal testimony of what God means and has done for you in your life. Well, I'll start with Jacqueline this time.
3: So, you know, I've always been surrounded by God as a child, kind of grew up with the church, grew up in the church. And um as I continued um to get a little older and get a little rebellious um in my teenage years, um, there was some trauma. And and I can remember um an instant uh, uh, an instant in my life where um i went through a very traumatic experience that kind of um was a dark area and i forgot all about god
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that experience led me down a very dark path for very very many years and um I- i'm going to say probably 20 years and it led me into um drinking and partying and hanging out with the wrong people and really kind of just turning my back on God and not trusting God anymore. Um, and it was a very destructive time in my life, um, turning away from family and friends. And I can truly tell you, um, if anybody was a worker of iniquity, when I look back on it now, it would have been me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know that some people will say, you know, they came to this point in their life where they would say, I had this moment with God where I literally remember sitting on um, the bathroom floor and saying, and and I've heard this testimony even from my patients saying, if you're real, I'm going to need you to show up. And I've had that moment. And from that moment on, everything, and it wasn't instant, but it was maybe the next day got better. The next day got better. It changed. Something in me changed. Um, but it took many years to get there. And, and, and since that moment with him um, and a lot of process, <laughs> um, I've seen change um, and trusting and praying. Um, but but it took a really long time. So um, I, I guess I, I say this to say that um, without him, I, I don't know where I would be today. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. That's a powerful testimony. And Amy, we will now hear from you. Okay.
2: You know, growing up, I grew up in a, in a very Christian household where my dad was definitely the um, spiritual leader of our house. And through some experiences um, through our faith with people, because I grew up LDS, mm-hmm. Mormon, so we did have struggles with people of other faiths um you know really like demeaning us and then we had people within the church who didn't like my parents and went through a lot with that so my faith especially as a ad- young adult really wasn't there um i would try but it's just kind of like whatever and then um college And I was drinking, using. I also had a very um, traumatic experience happen to me in my early 20s. And I just went away from God. I was like partying, drinking. I mean, kind of the fun things you do in college. But I also did that so I didn't have to deal with Mm -hmm. my trauma. And really, I really didn't start getting spirituality back until I started with Valley Hope um, a little over 15 years ago. And started learning really what spirituality meant to me other than just religion. Mm-hmm. And, and over the years, you know, God and I have had our issues mm-hmm. through various things, mm-hmm. um, especially in my personal life, especially surrounding not being able to have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are times I would flip God off and be like, you're, you're not a part of my life. Then other times he would show himself. You know, and it's funny you talk about kind of me always smiling and having that hope. Yeah. And really, my spirituality was always there. Others saw it. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I actually really didn't start seeing it until I started working with, um, with Jacqueline mm-hmm. and her faith yeah. and everything and praying and having other coworkers and employees that have a really strong faith has really helped me grow mine Absolutely. and really yeah. trust in God yeah. to a point that I never have before. Mm-hmm. And so I really look at myself as being very spiritual. I, I do have religion, mm-hmm. but I really look towards nature and that spirituality to really find my inner peace. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on it, but it's definitely come a long ways, especially within the last year.
1: Well, that that's awesome to hear. You guys both have wonderful testimonies and, What I got out of both of your testimonies was God is faithful. Mm -hmm. God is faithful. And I love when he shows up. Right. And he shows up all the time. But so many times we don't recognize it. Right. I'm always saying, God, Mm -hmm. I see you in the big, but i love to see God in the small things. Right. And so now let's shift gears just a little bit. I want you guys to talk about Valley Hope and talk about what makes Valley Hope unique, and different from all of the other rehab centers that are out there.
2: Hmm. Yeah. um, Well, like I said, I've been with Valley Hope over 15 years, and I've had the opportunity to actually work at several of our facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, I started in our facility in Parker, Mm -hmm. Colorado, and then my husband at the time, we moved back to Texas to be closer to family. I've had the opportunity to go back to Parker. I've also had the opportunity to help out at our facility in Chandler, Arizona, and visit a few others. Valley Hope, to me, is exactly what the name is. Mm -hmm. Hope. Because our philosophy, really what I feel Valley Hope is, is giving people hope. We treat the patient as a human being, first and foremost. We don't identify them by their disease. Mm -hmm. We want to build them up not continue to tear them down and also help the family because this is definitely a family disease. I've experienced it personally on the family side of this disease with my brother. Mm -hmm. That's actually what got me in the field was my brother's addiction because I didn't understand why he was facing prison time Mm -hmm. and I could stop drinking when my dad made a comment to me saying, Amy, I think you're drinking too much Mm -hmm. and a switch flipped. I was like, okay, done. Didn't get that, but Valley of Hope is all about that care and compassion, the empathy. Um, What really makes us different is we have chaplains on staff to really help all the patients with their spiritual belief, Mm
3: -hmm. whether
2: it's Christian or non-Christian. Our chaplains are there to really help them find their spirituality and start working the 12 steps. No other treatment center does that. And our chaplains will be there for us as well, kind of spiritual guides
3: we have kind of a motto where it's we'll love you until you can love yourself. And we believe in that. We absolutely believe in that. Um, we will pray with our patients. I don't know how many patients we've prayed with and for, um, you know, we've walked people literally walk people off the ledge when they're trying to run out. We bring them back, we love addicts. We love them. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a daughter as well. That's dealt with addiction. Um, for 10 years 2017 my daughter was involved in a triple homicide um I, she was the lone survivor she was shot five times um three times in her face um she had a bullet removed um two millimeters from her brain she's a walking miracle she she walked out of there three days later without us, anything there are no broken jaws broken bones broken teeth she literally is a miracle so, yes, I, I trust God. I trust him. I know he can bring you through anything. Um, but th- we love addicts. That. That's what we do. He loved her. She went through treatment as well, and he's brought her through. Um, I don't know. This is just, this is, this is, some people are called to certain things. Um, this is what we were called to do. This is a calling. This isn't just a job. This is what we were called to do.
2: Oh, I agree. I wouldn't be doing this and I wouldn't have stayed at Valley Hope for 15 years if I didn't believe in it yeah. and believe in the work that I do. I mean, there have been times when even with staff, it's just been a struggle. But I always got up and went to work and said, I have the opportunity to help somebody today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My focus was on the patients mm-hmm. and helping them and seeing them grow and seeing the light come on like, oh, my gosh, you're you're healthy seeing the families come together and start to heal it's it's an amazing process that not a lot of people are called to do um so so yeah i mean to me it's not a career or a job it's like what jackie said it's a calling It
3: is.
1: yeah and and from a patient perspective one of the things that i really loved about valley hope was when i got there i had no hope I didn't really feel like anybody loved me because when you spiral as far as I did, no one's telling you they love you. Mm-hmm. And I had no faith. And to be quite honest with you, I was probably mad at God. Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't know that I was going to even believe in God when I walked mm-hmm. in that building. Right? right. But then a few weeks in something snapped and I knew like, I, I love the Lord. And the, more importantly, the Lord loves me and right. is going to lead in mm-hmm. God and counsel me through that. And you guys make a great point about the chaplains because both of my counselors were chaplains. I said, Oh Lord, you double me up. You know, I need a oh, lot yes. of help. Right. And yep, they I prayed. That. <laughs> yeah, I had Miss Jewel and I had Steve. Steve. And 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 I I I prayed with them. I cried with mm-hmm. them. And more importantly, I felt comfortable enough right. to be honest about all the, the my real root issues mm-hmm. that were really the bitterness, the resentment. And they helped me work through all that. So for me, Valley Hope's the best rehab. I don't think I could have went anywhere else and got sober. I don't have to find out, but I just believe that it was God, God ordained for me to be at Valley Hope. So I, I want you guys, because a lot of our listeners are struggling with trying to identify: Am I an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. And if I am an alcoholic, what do I do about it? Can you guys address those two questions? You know,
2: the first thing is. You have to be rigorously honest with yourself mm-hmm. because people can say all day long, you're an alcoholic, you're an addict, take these tests. It shows that you are. But really, if you have those questions in your own mind and you find yourself researching it, looking it up, wondering, taking these tests yeah. and seeing it, but still in denial of it, it, it comes down first and foremost, being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. being open minded. And being willing to reach out to anybody for help, mm-hmm. whether it is calling um, a friend or a co-worker or your pastor, whoever, because 90% of people have been directly or indirectly affected by this disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just taking that first leap.
3: I also feel as though I know that when I was dealing with alcohol and just on a destructive path. Um, there's a gut check. God, the Holy Spirit will give you a gut check. And usually that's him saying to you, there's an issue here. He loves you enough to give you a gut check to tell you there's something going on here that isn't me and it's not right. Um, and, And then I think we listen to that and that's how we reach out. That's how we, whether it's family, whether it's treatment, whatever it is. But I think it's very important to be in tune to, I, I call it the Holy Spirit. Um, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's treatment, whatever it is, but I feel like you listen to that inner, whatever that is, in you saying, this is off, this isn't right, I don't feel good about myself. I, I think we listen to that.
1: Mm-hmm. And you you actually struck a nerve with me, Amy, when you talked about, you know, searching the Internet. Like my last year of, of my addiction, before I checked into rehab, Three, four times a day I was taking those tests. And then, you know, it says if seven mm-hmm. out of 10 of these, you That's are an alcoholic. But I kept taking the test and not mm-hmm. doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to address this because this is what kept me in my addiction and alcoholism for so long was fear, yeah. fear, mm-hmm. sin and shame. Yeah. So they kind they, of they kinda all are mm-hmm. there together. But just mm-hmm. address that quickly for us.
2: Well, um, we're taught Early on, I say this all the time. When I was a, a primary counselor, we're taught to be independent, mm-hmm. not to depend on people. We're weak if we ask for help.
3: Mm-hmm. When in
2: actuality, it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. A strong, courageous person is one who asks for help. Mm-hmm. But that guilt and that shame and that fear will always keep us down unless we face it. Fear, we—it's the fight or flight. Yeah, mm-hmm. we either run from it or we face it
3: mm-hmm.
2: because. That's the only way you keep running, you dive deeper and deeper into addiction yeah you know, you face it mm-hmm. that's how you recover
1: mm-hmm. so true Jacqueline, if you want to
3: talk yeah, about I some. just think as women though, we also tend to be caregivers mm-hmm. and so it's very hard for us to try to step away from our husbands, our jobs, our children. Mm-hmm. and so we take care of ourselves last oh, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of fear involved with stepping away from our children or our husbands or our jobs and so we get locked into being the caregiver as well.
2: And women do not like to ask for help because they they're the caregiver they do not taking like care of everybody that. Yeah. else. Yeah. And so it's it's strange when you tell a woman, you gotta put yourself first. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so uncommon for us.
1: One the other thing that I, I always tell people, listen, they always say to me, You sound very crazy. I said the closest I've ever been to heaven, I felt like, was the time I spent in Valley Hope because there were no facades. There's no pretentiousness because when you ask somebody how you doing, they don't give you the requisite, oh, I'm good. Because mm-hmm. we know that can't be true because we're all in rehab. And there were times, quite honestly, I needed a hug when I had to say to people, hey, man, I'm I'm struggling. I need, I need a hug. I don't know that I can make it today. Right. And then as you guys talk about women, women asking for help, it was so nice to see women in there who would cry out for help. Right. Absolutely. And I I found people to be very transparent and vulnerable Mm -hmm. in those times. So we are going to talk more on the other side with Amy and Jacqueline, from Valley Hope, the place I love and hold very near and dear to my heart. So if you need help, please reach out to Valley Hope because they will help you recover from drugs and alcohol addiction. If you take the first step, do not be overcome with fear, doubt, and shame.
0: We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on the Word 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit hamptonministries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back
1: to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Want to get back to talking to Valley Hope and Amy and Jacqueline. So, guys, can you let anyone who's suffering from any form of addiction um, know how to reach you guys?
3: Sure. Um, so, here locally um, in Texas, we can be reached at 817-424-1305. We also have an 800 number, which is 800-544-5101. And then we can also be reached on our website, which is www.valleyhope.org. So those are the ways that we can be reached in... You know, we would just like to say that um, we welcome you in. Truly, when you come in, you are welcomed with open arms. Um, We love you. We help you through the process. We have great nursing staff and counselors uh, ready to get you there, get you in, get you greeted, get you comfortable, get you fed. We have a wonderful kitchen. Um, And just take care of you. Uh, Let you rest.
2: Yeah. And if, even if you have questions, even if you're not sure you're an alcoholic or an addict or you have a family member struggling, yes, give us absolutely. a call, reach out to us, get on our website, email us um, because we were there ready to answer questions, help you with the admission process, yes. welcome you with open arms and help you start on your journey, on your recovery. So please reach out to us.
3: But don't you guys also do? We we do do flight to recovery. Um, We offer this to our patients that um, possibly are having um, transportation issues that need some help getting there. Um, And we do admit 24 hours a day. So we are there to get you in at any time of day. That's outstanding. And what's that website one more time? It's www.valleyhope.org.
1: Amy and Jacqueline, it has been my extreme pleasure to have you guys come in today. Please continue to do the work the Lord has called you to do. And may the Lord always richly bless you guys in Valley Hope. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always
0: richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's com.